good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Cody Cook, he need cut again. Because all the hippies are trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, hey Kadagi, to all my, my friends and relatives in four directions, directions. you are listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake and I'm your host, Robert Pilot, and we discuss local and national Native news and events. And as you know, Haley, Native, Native issues, issues are human issues, issues and, and human issues, issues are Native, Native issues. issues. Yes, Robert, and this portion of the show is supported by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Hey, P.E., they do a... Oh, I better... I, I had my double mic on there. That was me. How unprofessional. It was a, it was a little echoey. I was wondering what that was. <laughs> well, you get to hear my great voice twice. No, just kidding. Hey, we have a Ho-Chunk <laughs> meeting here, um, a show here the first half. In the second half, we have Dr. Stately of the Native American Community Clinic. But first, we have our Arvinia. And, you know, uh, I just messed that up, Mar- Arvinia <laughs> Martin, and I just choked. And we we are really excited to have you on. I've heard so much about you. And, you know, we're on Civic Meeting. We're all over Wisconsin in Madison and all over. And, of course, here in the Twin Cities, um, you are the first Native person uh, to be uh, serve as Alder uh, from 2017 to uh, 2022. And you also served as the council vice president. So I am really excited to have you on here. And I'm also yeah. excited to talk about your job now with Emerge uh, Wisconsin. Welcome to Native Roots Radio. Thank you, Honey Chuck Chuck. Good to see you. I have to right practice on. my Ho-Chunk when I can. <laughs> right on. Hey, Kudagi, to all my friends and relatives, you see I threw that in there. I did. I did. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Hey, so uh, I love what your organization, uh, maybe at first, maybe we can just tell a little bit. I just touched lightly on it a little bit to our audience all over Turtle Island, who you are. And then also we're going to, we'll get into Emerge Wisconsin, which I think is uh, an awesome group. And that's from all over the country here that there's Mm -hmm. an Emerge. So that's, uh, that's uh, tell everyone who you are. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, my name is Arvina Martin, Hotankarazra Hohapchikere Wiga Higaire. My Hochunk name is Hohapchikere, and I'm really, really happy to be here with you. Um, as you mentioned, I was the first Native person. A lot of people like to say first Native woman, but I'm the first Native person to be elected to the Madison uh, City of Madison, Wisconsin Common Council um, when and I was first elected in 2017. And I did I completed two and a half terms um, and served at the end of my term. I was the vice president of the council um, and only left uh, when I got the job that I have now at Emerge Wisconsin uh, because I wanted to make sure that both jobs were being done. Um, you know, they're both they're two really important jobs and making sure that um, both were being done up to the standards of the people that they that that they serve it was really important. So um, I started about a year ago um, as the executive director of Emerge Wisconsin. And Emerge is an organization that trains Democratic women on how to run for office. And it is a program I completed in 2014. Um, And I'm really excited to be um, leading this really amazing organization now here in Wisconsin. Let's talk a little bit about that organization, because I know uh, we have similar organizations, not specific for uh, our women, but we definitely have organizations here in the Minnesota that promote our our native uh, electors and uh, help them. Uh, we uh, we have a lieutenant governor here who's Native American, and and we also have four representatives or three representatives and one uh, state senator who all have been on my show and and come on my show on a regular basis. And we just celebrate the fact that we have all these strong women here in Minnesota. Um, yeah. You know, I hope you guys are a little jealous in Wisconsin, but we're so happy. 
Very jealous. Um, actually, I uh, was able to kind of, not meet in person, um, but I was able to kind of or to, I guess, virtually meet um, and get to know a little bit um, uh, your lieutenant governor, Peggy Flanagan, um, because while she was running, I was running for secretary of state here in Wisconsin. So that was in 2018. And um, so I got I, you know, we we were both cheering each other on from the other states. And yeah, you guys, I am jealous. I am jealous that you have uh, native representation and so much of it. That's that's super cool. <laughs> well, and we were really, really supporting Trisha Zunker um, in yep. that gerrymandered areas. Uh, the person that uh, uh, got more votes than her, it's just hard for us to understand. But then gerrymandering is a big yes. thing. Yes, we we. Oh. And and that district is has gotten further gerrymandered. Wisconsin is pretty much known as the most gerrymandered state in the country, unfortunately. Um, and we are hoping that um, with the election of uh, uh, soon to be or justice elect, I suppose, uh, Janet Protasiewicz here in Wisconsin, um, that switches the um, control of the state Supreme Court from conservative to progressive, um, we're hoping that we'll get a, a second chance to look at, at um, maps and that we'll be able to bring, um, that someone will bring a suit to uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, change some of it and, and maybe go to a, a fairer model if we can. Wow. It, we are really hoping. <laughs> Well, and we are so happy. We had Janet uh, Protasiewicz on, and I, I could end, I, I practiced on her name, as you probably can uh, realize. Uh, uh, I practice a lot, and she was on her show, excellent. And uh, mm -hmm. it, it, elections do matter, and there's no such thing as an important election anymore. They're all important, and I yes. just, I'm so excited for our Gen Z because they almost outvoted. Uh, my my demographic, which is a boomer, and you can say okay, boomer, anytime <laughs> you you, Haley, you and Haley can go okay, boomer, but that's exciting, and that's 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 game changing. It it really is, um, and we are actually, and, and part of the the work that Emerge does is. Um, like I said, training uh, Democratic women on how to run for office. But we're also focusing on what is called the new American majority, um, because in the next decade, the electorate of the United States is going to be majority BIPOC, you know, so people of color, um, queer, uh, uh, young, between the ages of 18 and 35, and um, unmarried women. So we are really looking at Emerge to be finding candidates and finding people to participate in our trainings that, that fit into that new American majority. And actually, um, I believe the latest stats that I've seen from um, the 2018 election show that but that, that, that demographic, that new American majority, is already um, voting big time and made up the majority of that electorate. So... You know, you're, you're absolutely right. We need our young people to be engaged and to continue to be engaged um, for every election. It, the the quote less sexy races that happen sometimes <laughs> in um, in the spring uh, in Wisconsin, we have them every spring. So you know, it's you got to go every time. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, I think we, we talk about uh, the politics and everything on the show, and one of the things is if you are like I was, my father was a big union guy, and I voted from the day I was 18, and it was uh, Jimmy Carter and Ronald Reagan, and I lost my first election. But um, when you vote that young, you're liable to vote the rest of your life, and so that's important mm -hmm. for us to, to get uh, people out there to vote. Hey, let's take a quick break here and talk some more. Um, we gotta, we gotta, pay, we gotta pay the bills, and we're here with Arvina Martin. And I did good on that. Yep, thumbs up. You know, yeah. and we're talking, we are talking uh, Wisconsin, Madison politics, and uh, just politics all around. And her great job uh, with the merge of Wisconsin. And uh, we'll be right back after this short break. Please stay with us. Ho. -wa.
We are your relatives. We are your relations. Brothers. Sisters. Sons. Daughters. And, and some, some of us are your grandchildren. We are your community. Historically, we held places of honor and respect. Because of the impact of colonization, some of us are rejected, thrown out from family, friends, and community, set up as targets for sexual violence, sex trafficked, humiliated, tortured, and murdered. Everybody has the right to be safe. We are your relatives. Remember, homophobia, homophobia is not traditional. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Students at participating Twin Cities high schools can get a summer's worth of rides on buses and light rail for just $30 with a summer student pass. From June 1st through September 5th, students can get unlimited rides on buses and trains up to a $3.25 fare. For a list of participating schools and to purchase a pass, visit metrotransit.org slash summer dash student dash pass. Again, that's metrotransit.org slash summer dash student dash pass. Life is a journey, and the Doherty Family College at the University of St. Thomas will help you get where you want to go. Located in downtown Minneapolis, this affordable two-year college provides free textbooks, a laptop, meals, career coaches, and a Metro Transit Pass, making DFC the perfect pathway to a bachelor's degree. Turn your dreams into reality at Doherty Family College at the University of St. Thomas. Apply today at DFC. When it comes to mental health, connections with others can be a way forward. How do you reach out when you need someone? What do you do to support those who struggle? Whether you're struggling or know someone who struggles, see connections as comfort, hope, and joy. Like sending a text, sharing a moment, offering a hug, seeing an old friend, seeing your grandma. Together we can find ways to create a path forward. Visit cmentalhealth.org. Visit cmentalhealth.org. Hi, I'm Jane Fonda, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by the Native American Community Development Institute in Minneapolis. Yes, it is, and we are really uh, happy to have them sponsor us over the years, and they do great work here in the Upper Midwest. Hey, we are here with Arvina Martin, Executive Director of Emerge Wisconsin, an organization that trains Democratic women on how to vote for office. Well, uh, let's let's, uh, talk a little bit about... uh, you know how how we get native candidates and how how you how that happens and how how you can help them let's let's start the process in the beginning here because i know i don't know this but i know there are people out there that could be running and i don't i always hate the word should because i don't like shooting on people but should be running <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean we have so many people and so many members of our communities that are thoughtful, um, that have great perspectives and, and connections within their own communities and care about their communities. And, and their voices 100% need to be heard um, on elected bodies. Um, through Emerge, I worked with one of our partner pro- um, organizations, Wisconsin Progress, recently to create a, a presentation that we gave at the Wisconsin Indian Education Association annual conference last uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, and it was based entirely on why we need more Native people on school boards and what to do if you're considering running for that, um, running, running for your school board. Um, I, I firmly believe that we need more Native voices on every elected body in this entire country. We are woefully underrepresented um, nationwide and in Wisconsin as well. Um, it's even hard to find statistics on on numbers of Native people who are elected to various bodies. Um, but the presentation that we did was well received. We had way more uh, way more guests than uh, that came to participate and listen to us than I anticipated, which was incredible. Um, and I think we were able to plant some seeds and to you know make sure that people know that that you know the first piece. First thing people ask is like, well, am I qualified? Yes, you're qualified. You are absolutely qualified. Um, in, in the context of school boards, are you a Native person that's been to school? Yeah, you have those experiences? Yeah, you can share that and your perspective is, is sorely needed. And we have um, school boards that, you know, still 
hang on to their their terrible native mascots who won't let you know native people wear or native students wear eagle feathers or beadwork on their graduation caps you know and and those are even kind of like the lighter uh, with air quotes for people who can't see me um issues that don't even touch on making sure that all students in their school districts are learning a proper history and, and are being educated about Native people, Native history, and Native people today. So I, I think that school board is, is kind of the easiest way to think about or the, the easiest position to see yourself making a, a a you know a difference and understanding what what you do, because sometimes it can be kind of nebulous, what do you do on city council or county board? Right. Um, and, and school board, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty clear, um, working for the better education of, of children in that district. Right. And not banning books and uh, things not like that. Banning but... books. Yeah. I mean, even especially with all of, of the things that, that we've seen happening in Florida and Texas, you know, those decisions have effects on school books, go like nationwide um and they, they are trying to take things out like the reason why rosa parks was you know arrested was because she sat somewhere she wasn't supposed to completely omitting the fact that she wasn't quote supposed to sit there because she was black right. and we it's absolutely absurd and we need some people that that understand what the that impact has on our youth and, and, um, you know, both native and non-native. Right. And I think, you know, just being active, we talk about, you know, let's get everybody out there to vote. Uh, Mm -hmm. and, but also active, what is going on with your neighborhood, especially school board? I mean, these decisions are for our up and coming workers, leaders, uh, voters, Mm -hmm. and, and those are big decisions. You know, I, I, I was a teacher for 30 years, but I also remember certain teachers in my lifetime that really inspired me. And we're losing teachers. I was at a, I was at a uh, event today, and there was three school districts uh, there looking for people uh, to, you know, St. Paul and Minneapolis, which uh, uh, are the two big ones here in the Twin Cities, uh, are looking for paraprofessionals, teachers, and so. We feel belt, uh, not belt, but beat down, and we don't have the support, and uh, we need people that are uh, engaged and also, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we need Native people, too, because I was on the parent committee for many years, and those are, you know, things like uh, the district saying, you know, 56% of our Native kids uh, graduating is a good thing, and I'm saying... You know what? If this was white kids, this would be all over the news, and this would be uh, the red alert would be hitting. But right now, yeah. it's okay that we have fifty six percent native kids uh, graduating and those kind of things. Well, and and this is this is how we start to build the bench, and then we we have native people by starting at, with local offices like school board or city councils, town councils, um, then you know, you build up some of those skills and those uh, with, with legislating um, and you get to meet, make those connections that you can have to run for higher office. And then that's how we get more people in our state legislator, the state legislatures. Um, and hopefully in Wisconsin, we can catch up to you guys with the number of native legislators you have. Um, and, and then, you know, those are the people then that will support better pay for teachers and and educational professionals who work in the schools um and and then they can run for congress and i mean that's not always the way that has to go if you look at sharice david's her first race was for congress and that was incredible but you know we we can build this bench with native people and heck why you know when people I, i feel like i like to answer the, a lot of questions about like how many do we need and and I think about the Ruth Bader Ginsburg quote when there are nine you know when there are mm-hmm. nine women on the Supreme Court when that's enough sure but you know we need we need native people everywhere at, at every level of government because not just because we need people making sound decisions and having sound um, 
you know, different, different perspectives, but also these are the people that work with our tribes and yeah. our tribal governments and how I, you know, I know that I worked quite extensively, you know, when I was on city council, making people aware of issues um, that affected tribes or how complicated it is to work with agents, you know, multiple federal agencies, state agencies, local agencies, and tribal agencies together to get a single project accomplished. Like that is like a decades long process. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and, you know, it's just, I, I, I'm also very, feel it, feel very strongly. And I'm adding to our curriculum here in Wisconsin for Emerge, um, a kind of tribes 101, uh, section so that uh, any of my graduates that go out will have an understanding of what treaty rights, what that phrase means, why they have to work with tribal governments, why tribal governments are peer governments and and not just another, quote, special interest, that right. these are peers that you need to work with. And we we need it all. <laughs> we need yeah. we need way more representation. Um, and I that's kind of my my goal, you know, is to expand expand what being a candidate means um and and not just for native people for other communities that are underrepresented but i'm starting obviously with native the native community because i know the native community better than the others obviously right. um and that's that's where i can start well you know and we only got a couple minutes left here and i just want to say Breaking the glass ceiling and becoming a common council uh, for Madison is huge because, you know, our lieutenant governor talks about uh, and also uh, state representative Heather Keeler talk about constantly that they go into that building. That building was not made for them. We have big paintings, sculptures of uh, Native Americans bowing down to the the white people, and oh, it's, <laughs> it's all eerie and weird. And but it's it's a place that wasn't made for us. And but with you breaking that glass ceiling and and being and leading emerge, that's that's you've done it. You're doing it. You've done it, and that's huge. Well. To that point, a really quick story. I was invited to the White House earlier this spring um, to talk about a lot the impact of uh, a lot of the Biden administration policies on Wisconsin. Um, and when we were in the the what's called the Indian Treaty Room, um, which curiously never had any treaties signed there with Indian <laughs> tribes or with the nation of India, so we're not clear <laughs> on that. But um, I got up to speak to talk about those impacts on, on native communities and on, on women in Wisconsin. And I introduced myself in Ho-Chunk and oh. I, when I sat down, I almost, you know, I had to take a moment because I could not believe that I just sat in the Indian treaty room at the white house and introduced myself in my language to a bunch of white house officials. Um, and that moment was really powerful for me. And we need way more of those moments and way more than just me. Well, let me tell you, that gave me chills, and I, I'm dead serious. You know, Arvina, you know, Martin, let's have you on more often because this is discussions that we definitely need and definitely need for the next uh, cycle that's coming up. But we need Absolutely. to get our our women voters and uh, our women candidates out there. Peeny Gigi for being on. You like how I threw Peeny the whole chunk in there? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm almost not fluent. Ho oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you soon. You so Peeny Gee, really, thank you so for coming on. This was this was huge. Up next, Dr. Stately. We'll be right back after this short break. Stay with us. Hey, Olgama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. Students at participating Twin Cities high schools can get a summer's worth of rides on buses and light rail for just $30 with a summer student pass. From June 1st through September 5th, students can get unlimited rides on buses and trains up to a $3.25 fare. 
For a list of participating schools and to purchase a pass, visit metrotransit.org slash summer dash student dash pass. Again, that's metrotransit.org slash summer dash student dash pass. Hi, this is Chad from AM950. Snap Construction is arguably the most well-reviewed roofing, siding, window, and insulation contractor in the metro. Ryan is so excited about working with AM950 and our listeners that he wants to help us grow. This is Ryan, owner of Snap Construction. I was friends with Chad long before I started marketing with him. I was a bit skeptical of radio advertising before Chad convinced us to run ads. The advertising's been so successful, we want to help the station grow. We've absolutely loved working with the listeners of AM950, and we all know how extreme important this radio station is to the community. To help AM950 grow, Snap Construction will be putting up proceeds to assist the station in marketing on social media. Snap Construction encourages you to follow, engage, share, and interact on the AM950 social media platforms. Together, we can all work to ensure AM950 continues to thrive and grow in our communities. We stand by our work with a lifetime craftsmanship guarantee. For a free estimate or more information on our financing, call 612-333-SNAP or check us out online. Hey, it's Patrick. So much of what makes us a family takes place in our home. These walls provide an intimate space for all of the small moments that bring us together, and that bond grows stronger year after year. And like any other relationship, your home requires the same love and attention. This is why you should trust in the power of Zero Res to take care of your home. At Zero Res, we don't use harsh soaps or chemicals. Our water is tough on stains and dirt while still safe for you and your family. So contact Zero Res today to clean your home because a clean home is a healthy home. Just check out the 15,800 raving customer reviews online with a 4.9 Google rating. Visit ZeroResMinnesota.com to get three rooms of carpet Zero Resified starting at just $129, which is a savings of $40 and take $75 off an air duct cleaning. Make sure to mention you want the AM950 special. Zero Res, backward or forward, spells the same. I love my Toyota vehicles, so when I have to get service done, there's only one place I go. Rudy Luther Toyota. They know Toyotas inside and out. It starts with them checking your alignment and tire treads with the Hunter Quick Check Drive Inspection Service. Oil changes, tires, batteries, wipers, no matter what you need done, they can help you with reliable Toyota parts and the best service team in Minnesota. Check their website, RudyLutherToyota.com, for service and parts specials just for your Toyota vehicles. Get your Toyota serviced at Rudy Luther Toyota, 394 and 169 in Golden Valley. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Patrick Lilia. A chance of showers and storms tonight with a low of 54, then sunshine Tuesday with a high of 73. Jazz and cabaret legend Marilyn May appears for six shows to celebrate Mother's Day and her 95th birthday at Crooner's Supper Club. Shows are May 11th through 14th and make a perfect Mother's Day gift. Tickets and more at croonersloungemn.com. This is uh, Leonard Peltier. I am in uh, Coleman 1, U.S. Penitentiary, and I'm listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by Native American Community Clinic on Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis, honoring health and tradition. Yes, they do. And we have the CEO of the Native American Community Clinic here, uh, Dr. Stately. And Dr. Stately, it's a busy time. It's always a busy time for you, but it's a busy time for you. And I really yeah. appreciate you coming on and uh, running Especially home today. really fast. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Sorry. Um, Boujou, everyone. I'm sorry I'm late. Um, <clears throat> it was crazy getting back from the Capitol to my house. So. Yeah. Right. Really and you weren't late. We 94. So you weren't late. You were right on time. Uh, we had a guest before oh, you nice. and uh, to warm up, uh, awesome. you know, warm up the microphone, so to speak oh, yeah. for you. Warm now, up the audience. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. prime, prime the audience. Exactly. Well, you, you, do you want to joke, jokes better than mine or no? Oh, it was pretty serious. We were talking. It was pretty serious. We were talking about Emerge Wisconsin with uh, the executive director and how we get more mm. uh, women uh, to run for office. And uh, so that was uh, pretty intense and pretty exciting. And it was a, a Ho-Chunk uh, lady that was on. So it was uh, three Ho-Chunks on, and it was crazy. 
god. You know how many there are? Huh? I said that sounds like a party. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, (laughs) big happenings at the Capitol here coming up on the 10th, I believe. Yeah, so the 10th is two days? Yeah, two days. Mm -hmm. There's a number of things that are moving, and things are moving kind of rapidly at the Capitol. I had a meeting with some people from the governor's cabinet um, before I left um, for the day, and as I was walking out, I heard, like, this raucous... um, cheering and you know screaming and hooraying and you know and i was like you know gosh i wonder what's going on and it was like people gathered outside the senate chambers right so mm-hmm. and um they were um they were all excited and um cheering the uh the passage of the um i think um family medical leave um bill so wow um yeah so that wow. was it passed. It passed along party lines, thirty-four to thirty-three, which is you know, I think to be expected. So, yeah. Um, but you know, the, I mean, that's a big deal. Like people will be able to, you know, if they have a critical family event or a, um, or a, a critical health issue, and um, and or they have, you know, they're pregnant and they give birth to a child um, or have a child. Um, they'll be able to take the leave that they need to be able to sort of like, you know, take care of themselves, stabilize their families. These are all things that are really important and fundamentally, you know, good, um, good practices. Nice to know that the state passed the bill. NAC adopted a FMLA policy, a 12, you know, giving, giving everybody that, that leave a couple months, several months ago, like, like maybe last summer, but wow it's good to institutionalize it. It's like one of the things that, you know, if you are a poor person and you are working, you know, and um, you don't have the resources to, you know, you don't have a nest egg saved up and you don't have the ability to sort of take time off. These are one of the critical reasons why like um, maternal and child health um, rates are so one contributory factor, at least for um, poor maternal and child health rates for, Black and Indigenous women in, this, in our state, the, the the feeling like you compuls the compulsory feeling that you have to go right back to work, right after having birth, right. and not paying attention to your health care and taking the time to heal and bottom with your baby and there's all kinds of things that sort of like makes a lot of sense to pass that bill. It really does, and uh, again, proud to be a Minnesotan here, and you know, with Wisconsin struggles and what we're doing with the trifecta, um, you know, people in the next generation or two generations from now or five years from now, just like uh, you know, all the big thing about gay marriage and stuff, were would probably be wondering why didn't you pass this a long time ago? This just just makes so much sense and we're living in a transitional time i believe um i think that there's you know i was listening to that other radio station we don't really talk about on the way to work today and and, um i was um you know there was a person on on the air that was talking about like how much of a you know um, critical time we're living in at this moment in time. There's so many things that are going on locally, regionally, but also nationally, internationally as well. That are sort of like just big transitions in you know um, in democracy and power and um, you know um, you know um, the, and how unsettling those things can be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one of the things that we we know as Indigenous people, because we've been through this so many times, um, and this experience, we've been you know going through this process for what, several hundred years by now, um, that you know the um, the impact of colonial power, the impact of colonialism, you know, and um, and those things um, weigh um, especially heavy in our communities and impact our people. And um, you know, much more greatly than than um, you know, some industrialized and um, wealthy nations, right? So. Right, right. Well, and 
I I don't know. Uh, I just feel I feel really positive about what's going on up there, and uh, you know, and the, the things that are happening. And uh, tomorrow we're going to have uh, State Representative Heather Keeler on the whole mm-hmm. show tomorrow, and that'll be exciting because we haven't you know checked in with her since the session, and she's been so busy being a rock star. But you know, one of the things I'd like to ask you is, I think it takes a big toll out of people that really care. Um, the ones that don't care that much are living happily ever after, but I think it takes a big toll on people because there's so much they're carrying for us. You know, do you, do you see that, uh, with our, our, our elective officials that are really kicking butt? Yeah. I mean, I think I'm, you know, I have good relationships with a number of elected officials who I either know as colleagues who we worked together in the past or they or um, I've worked with them on others uh, other things I've you know I have a fairly decent relationship with the um, the elected officials that um, you know represent the area in which like NAC itself as a um, nonprofit operates in which is um, you know <clears throat> South Minneapolis and you know, and the communities that we that I serve and that and our clinic serves, I have good relationships those with the, those representatives. They're you know, they are um, working day and night, night and day, to improve the lives and the and the conditions and the environment and the and the um, the neighborhoods that they serve and that they and the people that live in those neighborhoods with organizations like mine and other services and other kinds of things, but they, they, they are constantly giving significant amounts of themselves and their time and their energy to the, to the, you know, improving the conditions legislatively, that they have the ability to serve um, impact um, in the work they do. They're, you know, it's a, it's a bot. It's a really busy time at the Capitol right now because their set end of session is like two weeks away. And so yeah. people are working day and night, night and day, sometimes around the clock to try and get um, those bills passed and negotiations accomplished. And, you know, it is, um, you know, fundamentally for me, it is um, baffling to me that we are, um, that, that we are having, you know, when I say we, um, our, 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 um, Legislature is a little divided still, even though the Dems control, the Democrats control both the House and the Senate and also the governor's cabinet. But there's still a significant amount of, um, you know, differences in opinion. And those both of the, in both the House and the Senate, there's narrow margins of, 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 you know, um, uh, in those places. And the, the amount of, um, challenges that that presents for being able to come to consensus and to reach agreement um and you know our state has the largest surplus in money that it has ever had um Mm -hmm. writ, writ large and um you know it's history and we're quibbling over you know millions of dollars and who should get those things and um, tax breaks and a few other things. And, you know, still struggling with, like, conversations around, you know, what's equitable tax for people who are wealthy? What's equitable for, you know, um, when, you know, the health inequities and the social inequities and the educational inequities and all these other inequities that we see in um, in black and indigenous and other people of color communities just historic i don't like to call them disenfranchised communities i'm really intentional about language i think language yeah. defines the way we see the world and the way we talk about it and then just and then the decisions that are drives from that point forward and you know we're not talking about um you know um disenfranchisement here we're talking about generations and generations and generations so decades and hundreds of years of disinvestment in communities of, um, of um, black and indigenous people that have um, also no access to generational wealth. Right. right. 
And so the, 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 the conversation about like, well, should we give paid family medical leave to people who are, um, you know, too sick to, to work or um, they have an emergency um, uh, um, uh, um, issue or they have they give life to a child, which for indigenous people is like one of the most precious things you can ever have, right? It's like that conversation, the fact that we can't come to agreement and understand how fundamental that is to support is like problematic to me. It defined, wow. It's a defining feature of the problems in our society. Amen to that. Right on. Hey, I'm here with Dr. Stately, CEO of Native American Community Clinic here in the Twin Cities of Minneapolis. Uh, you got time for another segment with us? Sure. Yep. You're golden. Hey, we're going to be right back after this short break. You are listening to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake. Hey, Olgama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. Over 98% of people who experience sexual harassment or sexual assault in the workplace choose not to report it. Whether it's the fear of retaliation, belief that a bystander will report it, or worry about career advancement, at MJSB Employment Justice, we help employees take a stand. I'm Bree Johnson, partner at MJSB Employment Justice, a 50% women-owned law firm. If you feel unsure what to do following sexual harassment, we will be your voice to speak your truth. Be heard. You deserve better. Contact us today for a free consultation at mjsbjustice.com. JNS Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States. And 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's Let's live and and let howl. Ritz Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by Minnesota 350, a grassroots organization fighting for climate justice. Oh, darn, I thought we were going to howl. Ho! 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 This portion's also brought to you by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. Ho! 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 Right on. Hey, hey, we're here with Dr. Stately, CEO of Native American Community Clinic here in the Twin Cities, Minneapolis. And it's always good to catch up with you about what's going on in the community. It's like Dr. Stately's playing with his dog. We howled and his dog gets a little crazy, so. He thinks he's being called to be on the radio. Yeah. Well, that other radio station you listen to probably would never do that. So I, I feel proud no, that we are no, calling no. our relatives with uh, tails and hooves and big ears and noses and stuff. Hey, don't talk about me like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was talking about myself. But uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> I got a little hooves, though. That's uh, probably the only difference. <laughs> Well, you know, don't feel inadequate when you're standing. Um, <laughs> okay. Wait, wait a minute. I got to find the right sound effect for that. Yeah, there it is. One more time. Yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> anyway, I um, yeah, like it is like I had um, you know, a weekend that was quite busy. So I honestly like did not track. I did not track news at all during the weekend. Like I didn't like listen to any major stories and watch 60 minutes. I didn't, you know, mm-hmm. I barely listened to that. You know, the only thing I listened to the other radio station on was like, um, that's my favorite thing to listen to on Saturdays, by the way, is wait, wait, don't tell me. Oh yeah. We should come up with our own version. Yes. Uh, our, in, yeah. our indigenous version of wait, wait, don't tell me. We got to find like a couple of really funny people yeah. like maybe Dallas gold too. And the other people that, like do our little, like, wait, wait, wait a minute. You and I are funny enough to pull that off. Come on. Probably, yeah. Like, you know, but the point is, is like, you know, the like on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, the hosts are funny, but then, and so are the, is, so is the studio um, empl- employee or the staff, but mm-hmm. you, know, you invite somebody in to come on and they compete like against, you know, right. like, their everyday, you know, we could call like, you know, some random person off of, you know, a res somewhere and have them compete <laughs> against Dallas Goldtooth to see who's funnier. I bet you'd have some good challenges from some places. Oh, we have a plethora of comedians here that would probably be good to to, to start that off on. Yeah. We'll have to think of like a indigenous um, way to say like, um, you know, instead of wait, wait, don't tell them, you'd be like, you know. Um, I don't know, something else like, hey, did you wait, hear that, that story about so-and-so? <laughs> wait, wait, give me the fry bread. Oh, wow. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> or the, all the old 49er jokes, but we won't get into that now either. Oh, yeah. Like, no. this, isn't a, this is a family show. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, but, yes, I so I was busy with hockey, four game, four hockey games in three days. Wow. It's quite a bit. All of them are up in the North Metro because I'm that dad that didn't sign them up for in time for to play <laughs> down by our, by our area. Oh, jeez. Busy working for the people. Right. Um, and um, so I drive them up to North Metro like every single hockey game, and it's been quite a lot over the last couple of weeks. But my um, my kids are – and their team, they love their team. They're skating with all new people that they haven't skated with before. Wow. And I think it's interesting. Like it is, it really is a metaphor for me. I think in some ways to watch them sort of like excel and perform on the ice in ways that I hadn't seen them perform before. <clears throat> and one of the things I was thinking about was like, you know, they're playing, they're working with a whole bunch of people they've never really actually skated with before. They have to, you know pay attention to like the game and see what's going on. They got to anticipate and, and um, you know, um, try to intuit and expect where the, where the person's going to, the people that they're skating with on the ice are going to show up next. They got to anticipate where that puck's going to end up. It's a whole lot of work that they have to do. And I'm shocked at how, you know, um, how well they performed over the last couple of weeks. They've won every single one of their games in the last two weeks. And, um, yeah. Um, well, it's but, good that they're playing with uh, other people. I think that's probably yeah. the thing you can put put there because you always want that. That's a great people. You get better when you play with different people. You know. Yeah, so you get better. You get better when you play with different people. You get better when you play against teams that are harder that are that are you know more more advanced than you like everything about that requires you to sort of like step up step forward and really stretch yourself if you want to um also um uh do you know excel right and so i think that's a really good metaphor for like the way we think about like how do we sort of like find our path out of the things that we are struggling with in our communities now. Right. And in our, and in our, in our cities and our, um, our, our states, our regions, if not the country. It's like, you know, think about like, you know, like st- stop going to um, drink and eat, drink from the same trough and eat from the same plate you've always eaten from. Like, think right. about like how you might be able to, um, improve on your own sort of like personal and professional mission by working with somebody you haven't worked with before. Um, invite innovation and um, idea and generation and intuitiveness into your everyday life in a different way. That's 
uniquely an indigenous model to the way of operating in the world, you know? Yeah. Well, I think think historically we stayed in one spot, but we traveled all over Turtle Island and worked together on all kinds of things. Right. Absolutely. I remember uh, 15, 20 years ago, we, we had, I had a team teach with somebody and that was uh, because of something. And I didn't really like that, but I'm telling you, I carried so many good things from this person I team taught with for a couple of years that changed my whole career. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, at first it was fear. It's like, Oh, you know, I'm not gonna learn anything from him. I do film and video. What's this math teacher going to teach me? But he taught me how to teach in a good way uh, that I Mm -hmm. didn't do before. Yeah. I think it's also about like um, opening ourselves up to, um, you know, like one of the things I think I know, like, I just think like when I talk to elders, they're like, you know, there's, they even talk about how they're learning something new all of all of the time. And one of the things that we are uniquely sort of, um, part, that's part of our indigeneity is like, we consider ourselves to be lifelong learners, right? Creator put us on this earth to, you know, sent us here as spirits and then um, gave us a set of original instructions that are sort of kind of loosely defined, right? you know, how to operate on this planet and be a good human being and good relative to each other, but really kind of gave us a framework and then how we interpret that framework and apply it and sort of in our everyday lives and our lived experiences, you know, to use the intuition that he gave us and one of the five, one of the seven senses we gave us um, to sort of like interpret that and to use that to sort of go out in the world and be a good relative and to create um, to create new life, um, new new relationships, new life um, and um, uh, life giving and life supporting, you know, um, opportunities. Um, we've been doing that since the beginning of time. It's part of what is definitive and 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 um, unique about us and in our indigeneity, right? It's part of right. why we are so resilient. You know, we're still here. We are still here. Yeah. 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 Well, doc. Yeah. Go ahead, doctor. We can't, but we can't put, be put down. You know, there's that Cheyenne um, proverb that says, "The heart of a nation is undefeated until the hearts of its women are on the ground." And it speaks uniquely to like the, the you know, women are the symbol of life creation and the creation of all things. So it's just wow, good thing to remember. Wow, really good words to end the show with. Uh, Pini Gigi, Dr. Stately, the CEO of. Native American Community Clinic here in the Twin Cities, Minneapolis. Hey, if you're listening to the show, you are part of the resistance from Chief Plenty Coops. The ground on which we stand on is sacred ground. It is the blood of our ancestors. We need to resist, divest, join a group, or run for office. You're listening to Native Roots Radio. We'll see you tomorrow. Ho-wah. Free Leonard Peltier now. Hey,